0: For today's GeoQuiz, head for the Chinese province of Jiangxi. There's a city in this province we want you to name. It's just south of the Yangtze River. The city is considered the porcelain capital of China. Our intern Angela Sun has been there.
1: Yeah, my favorite piece of porcelain I actually saw in the city, it's a teacup that's made in the fashion of what they call eggshell porcelain. It's so thin and so fine that it's almost like paper, and they actually make carvings onto it. So when you hold it under the light... You can see the designs almost like a watermark.
0: Legend has it that China, the country, got its name because of all the beautiful porcelain that was exported from the city. But the city's modern name is traced back to the Song Dynasty, when the emperor ordered that every bowl and every vase made here for the imperial household be stamped with his name. You've got just over one minute to come up with the answer. I'm Marco Werman. This is The World. Time now to answer our GeoQuiz. We're going to pay a visit to a southern Chinese city that's known for making some of the best porcelain in the world. There are so many kilns in this city that it's sometimes referred to as a city on fire. The world's intern, Angela Sun, joins us now. And Angela, tell us the name of this Chinese city with a massive reputation for making china plates, bowls, and teapots. The
1: city is Jingdezhen, China.
0: Jingdezhen, China. And if I uh, find a stamp at the bottom of my favorite teapot, is there a pretty good likelihood it comes from Jingdezhen?
1: Uh, Well, Marco, actually, if you find a stamp under a teapot, if you even find one, it's actually probably a poor indicator of where or when the uh, teapot might have originated from. Because Jingdezhen ceramics was made for a number of different audiences. So you'd find the stamp when it was made for the royal family, but for export porcelain, not so much. If you really did come across a piece of authentic Jingde rain porcelain, you would know because it would cost a, a heck of a lot more than your average tea set at Ikea.
0: Now, you visited the city yourself some years back. What, what did you see? I mean, was it really, did you get a sense of this notion of a city on fire?
1: Mm-hmm. I visited the city in 2008. You could really tell from head to toe that Jingdezhen had a claim to porcelain. Uh, above me that i saw, you know, street lamps that were housed in these porcelain pillars. Um below me i'd be walking on these pathways that were covered in uh porcelain shatters and the, so kind of
0: shards of the porcelain. Exactly. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so nowadays it's a historical, cultural as well as artistic city for porcelain. We visited um the Sambau studio which we have a lot of international artists going to Jingdezhen and work alongside other Chinese porcelain masters.
0: What is the legend about Jingdezhen and the name China?
1: Uh-huh. The legend goes that Jingdezhen got its name from the Jingde emperor of the Song Dynasty when he started ordering that pieces, of, you know, vases and plates, etc., made there for the imperial household be stamped with his name and Gen just means town. However, um, prior to that, Jingdezhen was actually called Changnan, which sounds a lot like China. Mm. And so as this exquisite dinnerware was exported to Europe and the Middle East, the dinnerware became known as China. And the origin of this dinnerware, Changnan, basically became the name for the country, China.
0: Now, I understand you also discovered some very old examples of this traditional porcelain much closer to home Near Boston. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, the first place I visited was actually um, an arts and crafts store down in Chinatown. And they had porcelain that was labeled as Jingdezhen porcelain, but it was very clearly machine manufactured, mm. um, very inexpensive, you know, a small pen holder, maybe only $5. The second place I went to was Poly Latham uh, Antiques. So I went and visited an antique store where I got to see a wide array of very fine export porcelain. The last place I heard of was actually the Peabody Essex Museum in Salem. The museum was founded by uh, sea captains, and uh, due to the trade with Asia, they brought over a lot of the um, porcelain.
0: When you say export quality, what what does that mean? and How does it actually distinguish itself?
1: Um, It was really interesting to see at Polly's store, they had, for example, this little picture that was designed by a Dutch artist, and he would send his designs back to China to get it painted, and then the actual porcelain piece would be sent back to the Netherlands, uh, as well as some pieces that were made for very well-known American political wealthy families that would have either like an American eagle or their family crest. So to some extent, export porcelain would differ from sometimes from Chinese porcelain in that the designs were actually very westernized rather than traditional Chinese motifs like dragons, flowers, etc.
0: And what period was this? Kind of 19th century?
1: Even earlier than that,
0: mm.
1: 17th century.
0: Back when made in China meant something else.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: The world's intern, Angela Sun, thank you very much. Thank you. You can see pictures of Angela's trip to Jingdezhen and of the Jingdezhen ware she found in local Boston shops. We have a slideshow at theworld.org.